Hey, Zombro fans, Russell Twinson back here for yet another one for Week of Zombro's Action. We are live once again through the power of the internet. It is so good to see all of you for another episode of Zombro's. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? This week, I'm joined by, once again, my wonderful co-host in all the world, Johnny J, the worldly Johnny J, starting up his new life hey, Zombro fans, in Germany. And now there's the echo. Hello, 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 Reed. Good to see you. I'm a, I'm yes. a globetrotter. You I'm are a globetrotter. Please. I'm not used to not seeing your face. Uh, I know. You'll have to watch the stream, but then again, that might be too much on your internet. We're not doing face cams as normal because John's internet is still a work in progress, but we should have the audio much better for you guys this week. We appreciate your patience, mm -hmm. but again, he's in Germany. <laughs> yeah, as, I mean, as, as far as life updates in Germany, mm -hmm. um, internet is still a work in progress, right? I mean, internet actually isn't a work in progress. The internet I have is just what I have. Yeah. Um. So I'm just, I was actually, I was pulling up your stream as uh, I was explaining that I'm not used to seeing your face, but I clicked out of your stream because I don't want to see your face two minutes behind. Oh, that's fair, actually. Yeah, that's fair. Twitch is really good about that. I'm surprised how low the latency is on Twitch. It is really, really impressive. It's almost like instantaneous. So you could probably get away with it on Twitch. And I think there's also a tool on Twitch that would allow you to be like YouTube where it's longer in case you don't want that instantaneous uh, conversation back and forth but i enjoy it nonetheless um this week we got uh some things to talk about some faction symbols leaked did you did you get the symbol do you did you see it in my thumbnail that i just updated um or did you not see the symbols for factions john oh you gotta be kidding me no way no way john you're there stop it john we were just talking for 20 minutes straight without any issues son I don't even know what to do anymore. It's probably my internet, right? It's got to be me or something. Maybe, maybe the truth of the matter is no one, no one likes me, and I'm just doomed to talk to myself every day. I think that is the real tragedy of Rad Austin Twenty Seven right now. I guess I'll just talk to myself for an hour after getting all the announcements out that we're live. Are we live anymore? You got me. Did I go deaf? Nope. Nope. All right, I'll just tell John, can't hear you. But we are talking about Call of Duty. I'll get through the topics. Call of Duty Modern Warfare has been announced as a soft reboot for COD 2019. So that's going to be interesting, to say the least, to get dive into that. There was an exploit that was used and patched can already you, that me? we're going to cover. Hey, good to hear you. Yep, you're back. I'm those back. public uh, Oh, those symbols have been public since December. Okay, good to know. Thank you, COD Zombies HQ. Good to see you, by the way. Good to see you. Somebody that's still sticking around the community at this point. I got cut off. Where did I get cut off? I can't even tell you because I was so like, that was so long ago. <laughs> um, basically, what? Oh, no. geez. You must have missed like everything. Yes. Um, yes. It was like three or four uh, minutes ago. Well, it, I, I just kept talking and I had a lot of things to say. <laughs> oh, I didn't no. even realize that I was cut off. Oh, and no. Like, oh, shoot, I'm not even connected to the internet. And then like everything just went down. I mean, um, were we talking, what, like 20 minutes before we went live? And, of course, as soon as we go live, every 20 time. minutes straight without any issue. Yeah, um, every time. But I don't know. Be uh, did, did you Did you at least hear me say that, like, the internet here is kind of what I have? Yes, that's the last thing we heard. It's, like, kind of what we have. Yeah. And then it literally cut out. I'm like, oh, wow, irony is something special. It's like the internet is listening. Now, yeah, so the internet mm -hmm. here is basically what I have. Um, but I'm going to try to go to the YouTube space. I yes. I applied for it. Yes. And, um... Uh, I have to fill out a little test, and then I think once I do the test, I'm in. Um, I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm going to stop by the facilities at some point this week and try mm -hmm. to see what I can do and work with. Yeah. But I'm also going to um, hopefully do the shows from there in the future and then also film other stuff, which is exciting. But 
that's yeah. if YouTube allows me. I don't know if yeah. they'll let me do the show there. I'm, it's one of the things I found is it's not like normal YouTube spaces. Okay. Like if you go to the one in London or if you go to the one in New York, um, well, one, you, you just can't enter. You have to like, you have to have like a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. But, um, or they have to have an event going on. But the one in Berlin is associated with a university. So I don't uh, know if yeah. uh, that's going to be an issue. But we'll find out. Okay. Well, I wish you the best of luck on that, John. And definitely will help us with the show. But I think in general, that would just be a cool experience to get to work in the YouTube uh, German space. Uh, I think working in the YouTube space would grant me like a level of, of it's, that would make the Zombros podcast a lot more. We'd get a lot of legitimacy points out of it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you even say, live YouTube space. Oh, it's I love something. it. Got to get like a recording from a professional voiceover artist where they got that like, oh, that radio voice live from Zombro. Like, mm, that'd be great. Sorry. Live from YouTube Space Berlin. <laughs> get, uh, get Nolan North to do it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm sure he has plenty of time to screw around with Zombros. <laughs> oh, man. That would be nice, though. Especially if he did it on Rectal so Voice. Yes. So what did I miss after you realized I was cut off? Um, uh, Reed was just uh, being self-deprecating, and then that led into me starting to introduce the topics for this episode, which I'll reiterate was, we're going to talk about the title change of uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare for Call of Duty 2019, uh, where we're going to touch on Sledgehammer's decline and possibly going into nothingness and the studio shutting down with all the people leaving it. Uh, we are going to touch on Call of Duty Black Ops 2020 and Treyarch taking over that. We are touching on the factions, code dump, code leak that occurred recently, and we are going to touch on some other topics related that will come back to me as we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I think it's the gonna exploit. A, it's going to be a crazy one. Yeah, loaded crazy, because I guess we'll get right into it. There was an exploit, John, that uh, Queen made a video about. I was alerted to it by my buddies in my Discord early, so I started to take advantage of it because um, it... it it reminds me of mobile aspects of gaming. Um, if you go into tutorial mode and when you go to throw a grenade, it'll instantly fail and restart you and give you infinite ammo uh, to with zombies. You have a ACR or whatever the assault rifle is. It's not an ACR. ICR. Um, you can put a rubber band, put a dime in your controller, leave it forever, and it'll just keep shooting a zombie and it'll keep restarting one zombie at a time. And as it keeps restarting... Um, you end up getting a nebula out of that. And so people were farming nebula that way recently. I I got a little like 1200 nebula leaving it on for a day. Uh, so that was nice because it fell. Oh my God, 1200 nebula. Yeah. What do you even do with that shit? Can um, you use nebula? Yeah, well, I'm waiting for the next that DLC. Was a, that was a joke. I know. <laughs> and that's the problem. It's like the stuff is so, it costs so much money. Like, what I say, what I did for five to six hours of this glitch, which would be playing, right, the game, five to six hours was the equivalent of rebuying the game over. For just, like, the Nebula I bought, I got $60 of Nebula by leaving my game on for, like, five to six hours doing this. Wait, so how much Nebula do you have? You have how much? I have 2,040 now. When I started this, I gained 800, and then I gained another 1,200 after 1100 and change Oof, the two times I did it. Have, you have the equivalent of basically 70 liquid divinium. Yeah. That's the, that's the joke of it all. It's just like, like and when then, you said two, when you said 2000, yeah. that sounded like a lot. Yeah. But, but then I just divided it by 35. Cause I think that's the cause of a single spin, right? Yeah. That's the minimum. 75 is the maximum. So it's like 20. Yeah. So, so basically, I mean, even if you do the maximum, yeah, it's you divide that by three. You technically terrible. have 102 liquid. 
if you want to do conversions See, that are really back of the envelope. And to me, it's just that this is the mobile aspect. Some issues with Mortal Kombat that ended up happening was you can literally set up bots to play for you, to play through the Towers of Time. And it literally, the game is playing for you to earn the stuff you want to play with. And I'm and this exploit was reminding me of that aspect. You know, when you're stuck in a mobile game or you need to farm with the mobile game, you got to just keep it on because there's basically in-game clock timers. Well, this is kind of how I feel with Plasma because Plasma is not that great. Uh, the currency doesn't seem anywhere close to where it should be dollar-wise to the actual value we get in-game. In Gobblegums, it was a different story. It really had a much different effect in the game. With Plasma, it is, it's not as rewarding. So I always think of it more like a render farm. Just let it go. Let it play, and I'll get some of these, and maybe I'll actually use some features inside Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Zombies. But surprisingly... Yeah, I, I never use the Nebula. And yeah. I never use the elixirs in this game. They make it so, more fun. They do when you use them. I don't, I don't doubt that, but I, I don't have many. And the nebula system just never clicked in my head of what that means. Yeah. You know, like in Black Ops 3, I was very easily able to say one liquid divinium is essentially one gobble gum. Yes. You know? Yes. Like it was clear. It felt like a one to one ratio. Yep. And maybe also part of it was that it was just new and flashy, but this. Sure. It's, it, I, I honestly, I 100% think it comes down to the nebulium or the nebulum. I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it never, it never captured the imagination mm -hmm. like Liquid Divinium did. As weird as that yeah. sounds. No, 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 John, because that doesn't sound weird uh, because it was still built into the story. Liquid Divinium was still Divinium, which was still 115, which was still the crux of the story as yeah, we there understood was, there it. Was something cool about getting little vials of 115. Yeah, exactly. And we still understood it where uh, this hasn't been explained yet. And, and I can't I can't quantify it either. Yes. Like if I play a game and I get 40 Nebulium out of it. Am I getting a couple? Am I getting a talisman? What do I get out of it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, like, yeah. It, it's not... It's not something easily, something that you can easily think about. Where mm -hmm. it's like, I might get out of a game and have three liquid divinium. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, oh, shoot, I just earned myself a full spin. Why don't I knock that out real fast? Exactly, exactly. And you can make the argument, hey, well, you get 75, but they don't increment like that. They increment like yeah. 42, you could get 43, you could get 47, you could get 21. Yeah. Where it was always, you get one, you get two, you get three. You, you could understand the currency a lot better uh, from the previous Black Ops Three version of this loot system, and also, also the, the like the the progression f made sense too. Where it mm -hmm. was like one vat for one divinium, two divinium for two vats, three mm -hmm. for three. Yes. You know, and you could do that. Whereas like the thirty five, forty, and seventy, or the thirty five, forty five, seventy, whatever it is. Yeah, you get these weird numbers in your final count. Yeah, because like maybe you end up, maybe you'll do a full spin, and then you'll have only like ten left, or you'll have like. So I never can keep an easy count in my head of, of like what I have. So if I get, if maybe I have like real quick game and I get like 20 nebulium out of it, like that's not even enough for a full spin. I don't even know if that like, yeah. if that gives me enough in my overall total for a partial spin, you know? Yeah, that, that's yeah, absolutely. You can't easily quantify it and you can't easily think about it. And I think it's or a fair criticism one one, of the system. One to one, because I think you want to make this system as low barrier, like as as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. People need because, because quite frankly, and this is going to sound really shitty when I say it from my perspective, but okay. your key when you're building a microtransaction system like this is to emotionally manipulate players. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Because if you can emotionally manipulate them, then you are going to be able to hook them. And then they're going to want to spend all this money on these microtransactions. Yep, that's... Well, one-to-one ratios click really well in people's mind. And as a result, they can... I think it's it's a, the barrier to entry is a lot lower. Whereas, like, if I just play a game and get 15 nebulium, I don't even know if I've earned a spin yet. So I'm not even... I'm just... Like, I, I almost feel the need to, like, build up a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. I think I need to, because I don't understand it. Yeah. I, it I doesn't click in my mind, so I'm less likely to go to it. And I understand that there's also a thought of obfuscating the currency so that people don't yes. realize how much they're spending. Yes. But I, and I don't know why, but I don't think that applies in this situation. I think because they've artificially enhanced it so much is the problem. The prices are so, like, the value is clearly less than what the value we were getting in Black Ops that 3. Too. Yeah. It's clearly yeah, less. Felt, like, Black Ops 3 felt like... You and could, that's a you could spend that's $5 and get a shopping free or a perkaholic, and that would give you more value. You could just play one game and get lucky and get one perkaholic. Getting lucky in this game, there's not an elixir that you're going to spin for one and be like, wow, yeah, I'm set and jacked, especially because you don't have the dashboarding glitches or anything like that. It's uh, It leaves a lot to be desired. Um, Some some opinions in chat here that I, I'd like to highlight from uh, Cod Zombie HQ. Uh, Nebulium has got a difficult name, which I agree, a dark, boring design, which I don't know about that. I thought it was pretty pretty in the alchemy and how the whole system and like manufactures it. I did like what they did with that, uh, with an easy name and bright blue design for the liquid divinium. Probably he's commenting on the Nebulium itself versus like when you pull the stuff, it very much functions like a slot machine. I think it's very pretty. It gives you nice rewarding sounds and all that type of stuff. Um, but it, it definitely did impact it in a way that uh, I think averted people from wanting to spend the money that they were seeking out for. And it's clear this is a priority. That's what I really wanted to get at today was how surprising it was to me that they can patch this with, it was a hot fix, clearly, to get this glitch, this exploit fixed as soon as possible because it's affecting their microtransaction by uh, line is it, is, it, is it fixed right it's already now? fixed it fixed today it happened today mm-hmm. it happened I, I like as i wrote you right after i wrote you i ended my game and it wasn't working anymore i went around with a couple other people and it said it wasn't working anymore it's so disappointing to me to see the uh the values of this game right now especially since bo5 is now around the corner or whatever cod 2020 is the studio is going to be uh really splitting the resources and they're choosing to focus on making sure the microtransactions are fine, but we <laughs> other problems and other issues they wish to address, uh, they won't. I mean, there's one well, thing you, that frustrates you knew, you me. Knew, you knew Activision was never going to let something like that fly. I guess so. I guess so. But I mean, they let the dashboarding. That's that's the only reason I, I get. It's not completely equatable. Mm. But I wonder they, if the dashboarding is a really hard system to fix. I I don't know. Remember when we went there? This is not the last time, but times before, and the other commentators have discussed this, Dalek and all them out there, that it was an active choice for Treyarch to say, do we touch this or do we just le- let it go? This was clearly an active oh, choice to take this out. I didn't know. Um, yeah, we... I, we didn't know, I didn't know they... I, did, I mean, I, obviously, they knew about dashboarding, mm-hmm. especially when we did it in front of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why they brought up at Chronicles and the BO4 reveal of that. I, I didn't know that they uh, that they made an active decision not to touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to play devil's advocate, perhaps, they didn't touch it because they knew... Um, it was a lot of work. It's it's less dangerous of an exploit. Like, I think... Sure. Um, 
with the idea that I can leave my machine on for a day and get 2,000 uh, nebulium, and I can leave it on for weeks and get tens of thousands of nebulium. Yes, yes, that's a much that, bigger problem. That Absolutely. Seems, that seems more problematic than one in one in 1,000 zombie players just randomly turning off the game at, at you know yes absolutely that's a good devil's like, advocate I, I, I and a solid the frequency, criticism the frequency and the potential frequency also something about that issue just strikes me as one that's harder to fix i don't know sure. why sure i i don't know either I, like, i'm not because because not because once you dashboard you're leaving the game you know mm-hmm. you're going out of the system sure. and games aren't designed to just be shut off at a moment's notice I mean, they are. I imagine, but they do track just, stuff. Like when you get disconnected online, they keep your stats. I mean, why would they keep some of the stuff they do? Or they're able to mm-hmm. follow totals. There, there is certain things that I mean, they even program especially into competitive games, so you can't exploit the uh, pulling the Ethernet plug basically on it or the rage quit. So I, I, I wonder mm-hmm. where the where that difficulty lies. That would be an interesting question if we ever got a chance to talk to the developers again uh, about how, that type of difficulty with the system. Uh, yeah, my thought with the uh, with the with the current issue is that like you're staying in the game, so mm-hmm. it, um, so you're still within their system. Yeah, so, so like you like dashboarded, yeah. you know. Now you now you're also dealing with whatever goes on on, on PlayStation's end, which yeah. who knows. Oh, but this is the other thing um, with Gorod. <laughs> it's it's so frustrating to me to see that they can in in a day or two's response fix what's happening inside Call of Duty Black Ops 4's exploit here, but they can't say anything about Gorod, and that drives me up a wall. Ugh. I just... all Just make a statement. Just make a statement. It's so easy. It's such cannon fodder. I'm so sick of seeing people say, like, Gorod, Krovi's still broken. It's so frustrating. It's just like, God damn it. But you can go out of your way to fix the microtransactions, but you can't just shut people up. I saw another uh, message, people bringing it up. They had Gora, they contacted Activision support, and for one time only, they gave them 15 liquid divinium because of the, the error in the bug. Just like, what? Why? Why are you doing this? Ah. Oh. But, you know, that's just the state of the game again. It's a very strange area of communications that... Treyarch's choosing to have and I'm almost questioning the allocation of resources at this point because they're putting in as much as we want roadmaps we want a communication right um and we get these beautiful behind the scenes very well edited uh, but I see this work and the resources being dedicated to make sure they have these what, what's the behind the scenes things called that they're posting on Treyarch I've, I've forgotten the name of it uh, Treyarch Declassified, I think. Yes, Declassified. They're putting in resources to Declassified. They're putting in resources to Gauntlets. They're putting resources into all these other things that I. it feels like what I've done with my YouTube at times is, and even currently, you're just doing the status quo. Like, you're not you're not doing that next step to get gauge people's interests. You're not getting the game to someplace better. You're just punching in, punching out. This is just what we're doing, even though it's it's not bad, it's not good. It's just... It's the status quo, and I I don't feel like gauntlets are adding much to the game at this point. They're fine, you know. The people play them once or twice, and then some people continue to play them. But it's not changing the the I downward slope of players at this point. I disagree with you. I, do, I mean, I don't think it moves the needle in player base, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it status quo because status quo has traditionally been DLC releases, and then we get nothing for another two to three months. 
mm-hmm. this is like a DLC releases, and then maybe a month later we're gonna get a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, like additions and new game modes is something that has never happened before. So to call it status quo, I think is really unfair to Treyarch. Okay, I can grant you that. Um, but but I I do agree with you that it doesn't move the needle. Sure. Okay, we can both see that. I think I come from that perspective now of because the multiplayer guys have been so hard on the game. Uh, when we start comparing the numbers, I think I have that bias now inside me that World War II had more guns, more updates, more DLCs than Treyarch has already, and we're seven, eight months in. How long can we keep giving passes to Treyarch when it's almost a year out of this game and we still haven't seen this substantial shockwave that everyone keeps hoping for in the game? So it is, they are doing more than a status quo, uh, but I, it feels like a status quo based on what they promised, I think. It, it's, again, those expectations. I found it fascinating uh, that my expectations have absolutely ruined Black Ops 4 for me. Uh, last night, I went and saw the new Aladdin movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, it was a fine movie. It wasn't perfect. It had some I- plenty of issues in it, but it's it, I saw it as a better Broadway play, right? And I saw a reviewer tearing it apart online, being like, the pacing's awful, the narrative, the structure. And I'm sitting there thinking like, well, if you if you approach this and you're saying like, this needs to be an Oscar-winning film, right? Of course this is going to be terrible. But if you approach it as this is a cartoon adaptation, you have a much different response to what you're trying to get out of it, your expectations. I think Zombies is a big victim of this expectations this year because of the promotion and the advertising they put into it. All the big promises that weren't delivered really, or at least took so long to deliver, really have taken away from experience for some players. And that's gotten me to even try and step back from my expectations of BO4. This is a problem I'm working on still, and I I, I want to at least acknowledge on this podcast that I have too high expectations for Black Ops 4. They're just never going to reach what I keep hoping for. I got to keep trying to mitigate that because I was hoping for something different. It's sort of like Game of Thrones, again, another example throughout there, is people expect this very deep narrative and not so much a TV show soap opera, and eighth season of game of thrones was very tv show-esque and less like the writing of the books those expectations drove people's dislike of what ended up happening but here i go into a movie even like detective pikachu and i'm like i don't have any expectations for detective pikachu and i enjoyed it i couldn't believe there was a a a plot i could follow because i'm so used to video game movies being such a trash fire like assassin's creed the super mario's movie they're more like Haha, <laughs> these are funny. We'll laugh at how bad they are. I think Detective Pikachu showed this is potentially good. And before, actually, just quick, <laughs> as I'm going on this long rant, uh, Sonic got delayed as well. And it looks like they're uh, making sure they're not putting pressure on the artist, the digital artist, to get it out in time. So they're not working um, inhumane hours to try and make sure the movie is taken, uh, is the movie is redone because public response was so bad to Sonic's design which I think is very commendable to the studio to be willing to redesign it, listen to the community about how badly they didn't like it, and protect the people that work for them, uh, making sure they didn't do anything to, because of the mistakes management made, they didn't put the burden on the lower workers. I think that's something that the games industry lags behind on, and I would like to also like support the studio and the publishers for being okay with that and Sonic and bring it back to gaming in that sense. And I think Treyarch might have that issue as well with Black Ops 4, potentially Black Ops 5, that just because some managerial decisions coming from the top and from publishers and every things out of their control, that burden gets pushed on the crunch time of those developers. And I, I think that's unfair to those developers. 
Well, I mean, in terms, I think expectation is is a huge part of how people receive things. Yes. So, I, so I, I I agree with you there, and it just reminded me of like this week there was an article from Kotaku. Yes, yes. That discussed um, Black Ops Four. Literally, the title is uh, Black Ops Four's long promised zombies factions feature is still missing. And this article mm-hmm. is very much of a nothing article. Yep. Uh, let me rephrase that. Um, so uh, this was written by S.E. Doster. Could you send um, a link, please, so I can showcase it uh, yeah, on the I'll stream? Yeah, send the article. This is on Kotaku. Black Ops 4 Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Promise Zombies Factions features are still missing. That's the title of the article as well. And I just sent you the link. Um, it's a faster. nothing article in the sense that, like, there's no new information. Sure. Um, just this criticism. is just kind of a summary of everything we've heard about it, as well as all the times it's really ever been mentioned or referenced by Activision. I'm mm-hmm. assuming somebody who watches this show pretty much knows all of that. Like, you're not going to read this article and get anything new out of it. This is for the people who maybe loosely follow Black Ops 4 and weren't even aware that Factions was a thing that was once on the table for this game. Sure. Um, and it probably still is, but they also said it was going to be out in their next operation, but uh, that wasn't the case. So, um, what really I actually do find interesting about this article is not the content, but the fact that other people outside of our community are talking about, you know, like the fact that this made it on to a Kotaku article that this thing hasn't even came yet, I think is a fact that, you know, like expectations were set and people are looking at this and going, well, where is this thing? Because it's Mm -hmm. nowhere to be found. And it's not now just our community, but people on the edges of our community. Like, this writer doesn't just cover zombies all the time, but covers Call of Duty as a whole. And it's not like this article was sparked by something new that came out. This yeah. article just probably was just something they decided to write one day. It was like, yeah, what the hell did happen to fact? Yeah, and that's a good point, because I'm reading a little bit of chat and catching up here, is... I, I'm not saying we give Treyarch a pass. I don't think anybody gives Treyarch a pass. If anything, I think this made them very mortal. I think Treyarch is now a studio under the same scrutiny as all the other studios because of uh, how this uh, worked. Also, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand this circular argument here. You complain that Zombies has no content, and you praise a movie for supporting worker hours. I'm sure the people who worked on Black Ops Four have awful hours trying to fix it. Yeah, but there's no content. It's what? What's the famous saying about? Uh, you release if a delay a a bad game is always bad, but a delayed game can be good. Something along yeah. those lines, like it it'll forever be bad, and that's kind of what they're they're trying to play catch up here. And I'm not saying anything against the developers' hard hours they I put just in think, to try and fix I just think this game. Different, I just think they're different scenarios. Definitely, yeah. So I I, I apples to oranges, uh, chat person with that criticism. Regardless, uh. I also want to touch on Modern Warfare. That's a really, really strange direction to try and reboot Modern Warfare's franchise. It's a soft reboot. They're calling it Modern Warfare. We've already had Modern Warfare, which was Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare Remastered, and now we have Modern Warfare, apparently. That's that's the rumored title for Call of Duty 2019. Wait, what is what is the title exactly? Modern Warfare. Mm. For you already have Modern Warfare remastered. And Modern Warfare. <laughs> Call of Duty 4 is Modern Warfare. It's called Modern this Warfare. This sounds like a total marketing mistake. <laughs> this can't be, be. This can't be true. 
or maybe not even a mistake. It almost feels like a, an attempt to grab people who think it's another modern. Oh, but they already have modern. So my thought is, like, call it modern warfare, and then you're gonna trick people into thinking it's like a remake of modern warfare. But they've already done a remake of modern. Oh no! Warfare. Oh no! Jason Stryer. He says it's confirmed. He has a tweet here. Again, this is a journalist, though, so things can change. They can always do things last minute. But he says, um, I can confirm this is true, and that's hilarious. The first one was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So, obviously, the fourth one is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Video games are observed. Wow. That's like, um, that's like when, that's like when, like, fasted, like, if you're seeing yeah. like the titles of Fast yep. and Furious. Yep, yep. Like they do, like they do, like event when they not reboot the series, but do like a soft reboot. They give it the same title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I I don't know if that title is gonna work. There's a side of me that says it confuses the consumer too much and won't yeah. work. I've already bought that game. I, I I cannot believe they would do that. I understand number fatigue. I think that was the exact problem we're all gonna have. Modern Warfare Four and Call of Duty Five is insane to me to hear those numbers. You have to the- change it up. Yes, John? Is this technically the fifth game in the, in the Modern Warfare series? Uh, no, COD. Um, no, the sixth game. The sixth game. No, no, be, Call of Duty uh, 4, then Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, and then this would have been Modern Warfare 4. Wouldn't that have been the fourth one in the Modern Warfare franchise? Because Ghost is isn't Go- in that. Ghost is I a separate Ghost, story. I thought Ghost was in the canon of Modern Warfare. Chat, you'll have to correct me on that. I couldn't finish Ghost's campaign. I thought it was... Too much for me. I mean, I I didn't get far into Ghost's campaign, but I thought it was completely separate universe from the Price Soap Ghost universe. I thought it it was like several years in the future. Oh, it might be. You might be completely correct. Yeah, named their group after Ghost. I think you're totally right. That was my thought. I never got through it, but that might be it. So someone chat definitely. Oh, let's change it to Call of Duty Modern War (laughs) Four. Warfare. I like that one a lot better. Clara, you're brilliant. Oh my goodness. I do like that one a lot better. Um, the wait, Modern Warfare is a combination of all right. the Modern Warfare games. The title makes sense. The combination, are they releasing all of them in one super remaster package? <laughs> Did they even make a new game? Okay, one person said Ghost is, Ghost is separately, Ghost and then is another separate. person said Ghost is entirely separate. We don't know Ghost. Or I like, I know that Ghost yet. isn't in the I know that Ghost isn't in the Modern Warfare canon, but I thought it was in the universe. Which, oh to me, I'm still counting as the Modern Warfare franchise. Oh, no, they're saying it's a prequel, potentially, for Modern Warfare. Oh, my God. Stop. Oh, you didn't know that? I assume- Oh, Jesus. So we're going to be playing as Young Price. Oh, my God. Talk about milking these poor characters. Oh, man. <laughs> That's That was a great story. Like, start to finish, man. You go from Call of Duty 4 all the way to the end. Price's story has been told. I feel like you don't need more. And we're going to boot up this next game, and you're going to see this young uh, young Price. And what was uh, something plate? His master, they were on the sniping mission together in COD 4. We'll probably see him young. That might be fun. That might be fun. I might get be, I'd still be interested to see that as much as it's still milking it. Most people are saying Ghost is separate. I thought it was, but um, then again, there was supposed mixed, to be a... I feel, yeah. I feel like I'm getting mixed answers from your chat. We'll see. I think... We'll, we'll, we'll most definitely see. Uh, but I think like, there I was get, potential for Ghost to be in that universe, but they never got the sequel uh, because so many of the COD games baited a sequel and never got one. Advanced Warfare, mm-hmm. Infinite Warfare, uh, Ghosts, none of those games got what... or World War II, uh, zombie-wise. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, apparently the game's going to have... Uh, Macmillan. Like I think it's going to yes. be a more... Oh, what? Macmillan! Uh, Sorry, it just he's a main character, and he's dope, and he's Overlord, I believe, in Modern Warfare 2. He's a guy helping you with the AC-130 mission. Uh, just, yeah, see, Modern Warfare had great I, shit. <laughs> I think, though, it's going to be... Um, like, it's, it's going to have multiplayer and campaign mm-hmm. maybe a potential third extra mode but no zombies in- yes no, no zombies and we no might zombies and no what's the other one i can't think of it right now survival battle royale. spec yeah, ops no battle royale. oh no battle royale that would be nice they no, just continue no to VR. update that's, um that's what i read in some of the leaks it would be bad if there was a battle royale two competing cod battle royales that would not yeah I, oh god that would just not be it man it's interesting their strategy right now because i'd imagine like they're still they they don't want to just completely abandon battle royale. Yeah. So Blackout will continue to get support. Yeah. Um but I don't know then what that means. Like like which one is truly their number one because they want to really nail down this battle royale genre. Mm-hmm. But I don't think um I I don't know how well you could do that when you have two different call duties out at the same time. Yes, you know? it's part of the like problem Modern, of their like system. Modern Warfare is supposed to cater to those multiplayer fans. Blackout is supposed to cater to the Battle Royale fans. Yeah. Maybe just make a completely separate, like go the EA route, just make a completely separate franchise. I think, you know, it's going to be free to play. It's just got to be. If it's going to keep up, they're just going to make it free to play after a year or so. Piss everybody off. That could be, that could be huge to go free to play with Blackout. Yeah. I think that yeah. would be really That's going to have to. That's the only way they're going to compete with a Fortnite or Apex at this point or Battle or uh, uh, Battlegrounds. What is it? That actually makes a lot of sense for their... Uh, if they can find a way just to release Blackout as a free-to-play game, mm-hmm. um, maybe even sell Blackout as free-to-play. Yeah. And if, you, and if you download the free-to-play, then you can download Blackout at a reduced price. That could be actually pretty good for them. Yeah. Um, there, there's that problem of when you put it on sale, there's never any recovering from that because you're you're hurting the value of the game, and Activision very much believes, from, my, from what I can... Uh, uh, how it is it's, from what i believe like from what i can gather uh it seems like they don't want to devalue the 60 dollar price because as soon as you go 60 like less than 60 dollars cod is no longer worth 60 dollars. that's why we still see black ops one is like 60 bucks on steam it's like what are you joking it's been out forever they really like keeping their game at a certain value and having that brand prestige to it and i there's a whole bunch. That's what Epic Games Store just had a whole bunch of issues with that because games that were there was a summer sale that was trying to compete with Steam summer sale. They devalued a bunch of games that weren't coming out. They were giving you basically ten to fifteen percent off, ten dollars off. So it was already selling for fifty bucks before it even came out, and the publishers pulled it from the store immediately. And they will honor the prices if you did pre-order it during that time frame. But they pulled it because it's that hurt the value of the game. That's a $60 game on release that people are saying, oh, it's only worth $50 now. And now they can't recover from that because when they do a sale in the future, it now has to be less than that $50 is the way it was explained to me in the game industry that it just keeps ticking it further and further down. That's sort of why uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, another game that I absolutely adore, it's an excellent game, got knocked down um, to 20 bucks. I mean, it's it's a steal at this point how cheap Horizon Zero Dawn is. So Activision and Call of Duty very much avoid those sales like the plague. They kind of get around it with PlayStation Plus where you can download it free for a month, uh, but there's it's always limited time stuff. They very rarely heavily discount Call of Duty games, maybe outside Steam sales on the big franchises. It's it just, even then, I think it's still relatively expensive when they, it's still like 30 bucks, still 25 bucks to buy a, 
Steam sale Call of Duty game. They they hold their value much more uh, than any other games I've really experienced sale wise, and I think that comes directly from the publisher Activision. Well, I would say to them, uh, the future is now, old man. Um, <laughs> you are the most expensive battle royale on the market right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you already have another Call of Duty out, I see no reason why you should not make your battle royale free to play. Mm-hmm. Like, you could make the argument that when Black Ops 4 is the newest Call of Duty, that you're paying $60 and you're not just paying for the Battle Royale, but you're paying for the multiplayer and the zombies. Yes. And everything that comes with that. Yes. But when you already have a new Call of Duty out that you're pushing, and you want people to go buy that game instead, and the people that have already bought Black Ops 4 have already bought Black. The people that were going to buy Black Ops 4 already did. Yep. Go free to play on that shit. Do it. Just for Blackout. You will probably at this point be one of the most polished free-to-play battle royales in the market right now. Yes, absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on one point that was brought up. Star-Lord 44 said God of War was kind of a soft reboot, but it contained a story that was left off in the previous games. So that is another fair criticism. I don't I don't want to get too far away from that uh, for our Modern Warfare criticisms that I had on it. Um, Ghost is separate. Okay. Uh, movies do this all the time. Josh Orlin, former community manager, mentioned that Having COD being more separate from the sub-franchises, more like Tom Clancy. Um, I don't know what that was in reference to. I thought that was a good comment because it was bringing up the community, former community manager. Okay, I'm just trying to catch up with chat. I think uh, we're good. I'll keep reading. Is uh, anything else we want to branch off about in this conversation of Modern Warfare? Yes, Claire said it perfectly. Forget yes. what you know, Activision. <laughs> use your tagline what happened I mean, yeah. to the brand tagline the marketing and the vision of black ops 4 forget what you know you know remember like the previous games were like the future is black that was consistent throughout like black ops 2 or black ops 3's uh marketing and forget what you know just never never came to anything okay but neither did neither did the curse survive oh god yeah that's another horrible one. but that was zombies right that wasn't like the core call of duty marketing like Call of Duty has core marketing for every one of their games with these taglines. And I think, man, like what happened to this one? That was one of the the, the ones that disappeared the quickest to me was oh, that well, I, this one. I totally I totally saw with this tagline though. Yeah. Because there is no multi there is no campaign. You know, so your tagline can be symbolic or a theme within the campaign. Mm-hmm. But if you have no campaign, you have no Exactly. Tagline. Exactly. And so you don't have a you you really can't make a tagline off of multiplayer, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Out doesn't have a story for a tagline. Yeah, and the, and the story mode tag. we got, most people don't even play it. I didn't you finish it. You can make it. a zombies tagline, but I don't think that would be a smart mark. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I always kind of took forget what you know is very nothing. Yeah, and you know, it's, maybe, it's, the, it's maybe, just... the thought was like, maybe it was like forget what you know out of Call of Duty. Like all this time you thought Call of Duty was a uh, yeah, a certain like way. Like a shooter, but yeah. it's really actually a, a battle royale. A battle royale. Yeah, that's right there though. Like these, there's so much phrasing. There was so much said about this game that just was a lot of nothing burgers. It was just a lot of like, what do you mean by that? And it's just like, "Eh." Uh, Greg just nailed it. Greg just nailed it. Forget what you know. Like Like leaderboards and factions. (laughs) (laughs) We've been over this. That's just shot themselves in the foot over and over again, saying things that they just shouldn't have. We wouldn't be upset. We'd probably be enjoying the game a lot more if there was so much less said. And Uh, then they're not gonna. And then they were gonna say. Come Black Ops Five. Oh, I, I hope not, because like they mess it up this time around, and then when we want them to say anything, they don't. 
It's it's the, literally the worst of both worlds. <laughs> oh, it's very frustrating. But they're working very hard. So, like, we understand from a human perspective, but as a consumers, I think consumers have every right to be frustrated with the product that is Black Ops 4. I don't think you need to exaggerate, as we've seen some people in the past calling it uh, a scam. I don't agree with that. I just think it underdelivered. It's like another product that, again, it could have been the expectations being too high, but Anthem was a great example uh, just to try and reconnect it to COD. Uh, Inside Gaming just did a piece on it showing that there's less than 114 viewers the other day watching it on Twitch. This brand new eight-year-long, seven-year-long development game that was in development that was supposed to be this game they that really was going to be that long on anthem yeah it's really disgusting nice. it was almost a decade of uh development it was supposed to last 20 years is what they were saying that this would build a game that would be like world of warcraft that it would be this generational game and it's the almost the entire player base is dead and the studio itself got hurt uh, that they had to push back. They put out a roadmap like we all love to see in this day and age as gaming consumers. And basically, that's all just nothing now. It's all bumped back. Everything's delayed. There's no way they're going to hit their marks just because of how overworked the studio is and how the game isn't coming together. Sledgehammer seemed to be in a very similar situation thanks to Call of Duty 2020. They lost the project, as we talked about last month, and they were even playing second fiddle to Raven from what rumors have been talking about. And it would seem the studio itself might be going belly up. So this could be a good redemption story if they ever come back. But they lost Michael Condry. They lost lost Glenn Schofield. We, they lost uh, our good buddy of the show. Oh, my God. Blanking on the Cameron Dayton. Cameron Dayton. Thank you very much. And many, many developers have left to go to other game studios um, as Jason Schreier, the gaming journalist, put it, they are hemorrhaging employees right now. It's... Well, let's not forget they also lost their Twitter. <laughs> they, yes, I forgot to bring that up. They that temporarily was, was lost the big, their Twitter. That was the big scare of the week where I legitimately thought Sledgehammer was shut down mm-hmm. because somebody Sledgehammer must really be in trouble. Their Twitter is gone now. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, oh, they closed up shop. The studio is done. So I guess when your studio is done, you also cancel the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they're just a Twitter bug. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see that overnight. That's terrifying. Because, like, as we try and play this middle ground here where it's like, these they're, these are people, these are humans. You do not want to see four to 500 jobs gone like that in an instant. That's terrifying. It's horrible. You don't wish that on oh, anybody, no. ever. So it's it's like you see that, but then you see the frustration of the Call of Duty franchise. There's a lot of very passionate fans that are wanting something more out of a uh, almost 20-year run which, to be fair, that's a great run. Being on top for 20 years, that's phenomenal, especially in a day and age where the internet's so fast, right? I mean, you, you I think we've talked about this, how internet years are so much longer. It's just mm-hmm. exhausting how much longer one year on top, like a PewDiePie, for example, is compared to uh, notable people in other industries. See, I must think, though, actually, internet years are really short. Okay. Like, internet time goes by quickly, I feel like. Yeah, but in that same sense, that the, being on top is harder that way because it's always the new thing. Because we see like memes, right? How quickly memes go, memes go through the cycle. Or what someone's riled up about. It seems like every month it's a new thing the internet latches onto, and it's just constantly right. moving. So to stay relevant and stay on top, like Call of Duty has done for so long, especially in this developing age, I think is is a compliment to Call of Duty and Activision's work at trying to be their goals of the best game every year or, or the top selling game of every year. Um, I, I think they've done a, a good job at trying to achieve those goals. 
from a consumer though a little different the best game every year is, is clearly i when, when do you think the last game of the year worthy call of duty was re- released black ops one i would agree I with that i'm gonna say black ops one i think i would um, agree with that oh fuck potentially modern warfare 2 in the wrong chat you did Oopsie. yes you did <laughs> i didn't know you didn't John, see that yeah. yeah in the pewdiepie voice right that's what dr monty said this week johnny j makes an oopsie and now is now is their topic time in the uh no nobody was throwing topics in all right so hit hit do another at mention for all the topics i can read through some of my donations to some of chat right now um as people are talking uh Let's see. One thing I've heard about Anthem and that I really like was that every item that can be bought through microtransactions can also be earned in game in case a player doesn't want to spend more money. Uh, that is something that is very needed. Oh, we didn't talk about the bill. The bill got released of the uh, loot boxes. Did you see it at all? I didn't have a chance to read through it. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, yeah, no, I didn't feel like reading the whole bill. But it, it's interesting uh, to see that how that might impact the gaming industry. It's good to see that progress is being made. It's scary. To, we don't know what the intentions of these lawmakers really are behind this. Uh, EA is already lobbying against it, unsurprisingly, because of their microtransactions. Well, you, you, you knew if anybody was going to lobby against it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that also brought up uh, Mario Kart, which was fascinating. Mario Kart is actually the best-selling Nintendo franchise, which blows my mind. It, it was always second or first on all their consoles, only to be outmatched by Wii Sports, which was already sold with the Wii. Uh, but Mario Kart is actually like the studded child of the franchise that is one of the most purchased games. They're releasing a mobile, and they're projecting somewhere around uh, three, 3 billion? I think it's 3 billion in earnings from this mobile game that is super microtransaction heavy. And it's going to be interesting if this bill goes through because they can't even release this game in countries that have ruled microtransactions and loot boxes to be illegal, like a Belgium. So I was listening again, Inside Gaming had a, a really good piece on this and they were talking about they had to release the statistics. That's where I'm coming back to Claire's comment here. The statistics to earn stuff, there was a 0.0003 chance for like 30 or 40 of the rarest items to get something to to earn it in the slot system inside Mario Kart. Is they, this Mario Kart uh, mobile? Tour or Mario mobile. Kart it's whatever this. It's going to be coming out for your phones. I don't even yeah, think it's Mario out yet. Kart, that's Mario Kart Tour. Tour. Okay. It's yes. not out right now. It's in. It's in a private beta. Yes, and that's where we start seeing this stuff disclose, and they're hoping that they're going to fix, adjust, or change this before it goes public because. It's like not one. It's not even one in a thousand. You have a chance of getting this one item, while there's many other items that have that same percentage. Uh, I know China forces Overwatch and a bunch of other games that are over in uh, China to display those percentages. I I think that might be nice to be a standard if we're going to keep this this system around to know what the percentages are and also try and fight for fairer percentages because i think that's something that is very very needed uh from a perspective of as gamers and consumers is this enjoyable i think as you ask the developers the developers i can't imagine them saying yes i would like a one and two twenty five hundred chance to earn a thing i really want to earn 
where Clara brings up, if you just want it, just buy it for 99 cents. Something reasonable, unlike a $30 hammer, I heard was another microtransaction in uh, Black Ops 4's life cycle. You could buy a melee weapon for $30. Someone double check me on on that in chat, but that's that's where I think the system is going too far in this law that would be put in hopefully starts addressing these sort of concerns uh, gaming consumers have. Mm -hmm. um, just a quick note on the Mario Kart. Yeah, please. Uh, tour. Um, so there's two systems in there. There's a, there's a stamina system. You can only play races when you have stamina. Mm -hmm. um, and you earn stamina over time. Okay. But from, from what I've heard, many people think the stamina system is pretty fair and the people are able to get a lot of playtime with play around. Okay. Um, so that system is fine. I don't think any of the loot systems are out though, so that's very much up in the air. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see the development of this Mario Kart game. Definitely. Obviously, this law is definitely going to affect it. But if, if there's a company <laughs> that I think would uh, do microtransactions well, mm -hmm. it's Nintendo. Yes. Especially because like like they were very opposed to it initially, like their first mobile game, Pokemon or not Pokemon Go, because they didn't do that. Um. Mm -hmm. Mario Mario Run, um, they didn't go the free-to-play route. They just made it a paid game. Yes, and there was uh, a great point that was made, again, in that Inside Gaming video that I was watching. They were discussing the fact that Nintendo does these things where they'll tell investors, hey, for this year we're going to do this, but next year we're not going to do this anymore. And they're releasing another game at the same time as that, to almost a Pokemon game. And they're not uh, monetizing the Pokemon game. Again, almost as a point to be like, we can do both. We can be successful with both. We do what we want. And Nintendo is very protective of their brand, like you were just discussing. So it's they're very, very selective in how they walk this fine line of how they do their microtransactions. We know Mario Kart, the other ones, like Mario Kart Deluxe, uh, that has been released for, I believe, Wii U and uh, Switch, the, the modern ones. Um, and uh, Smash Brothers have done a very good job with their microtransactions. It's very upfront. You understand what you're getting. And you you don't have this predatory system built in that uh, happens, but that not all Nintendo games are free of that predatory system. There was a couple examples I can't remember off the top of my head that they did in fact have games that were like that. Um, Greg FPS did say that there was a twenty eight dollars with stickers and costumes that should be sold, and, and then they sold the hammer alone for eight dollars. It was still a ripoff. So at first it was sold with stickers and costumes for twenty eight, and then eight dollars later alone. Yeah, just that 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 frustration to me is, uh, I, I I don't I I don't understand the rationale behind it. Uh, someone in the chat argued, and I'd be curious to hear your point, John. That this will cause games to go up in price value if they if if video games can't have microtransactions, and now the games are going to cost a hundred, two hundred dollars to buy, or some something like that. Um, I don't know as as the economics guy in me. Supply and demand. No, like, don't if you, agree with that at all. Yeah, if, if it, you, you consumers aren't gonna be okay with it <laughs> if you're charging one hundred thirty dollars no, for a game with no microtransactions. It's the thing about it is it's uh, games were sixty dollars before microtransactions. Yeah. So to say that because microtransactions are now banned that they must go up in price that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and I, you can make the argument that it costs more to make a game now than it did maybe earlier. But exactly. I still, don't think that's the case because there mm. are many games that are sixty dollars that don't have any microtransactions. Yes. The the, the price of sixty dollars is set. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Like like maybe in maybe in 
a decade or two, we'll see that price go up to $70. Mm-hmm. But that would just be inflation, in my opinion. But people have been conditioned to pay 50 to $60 for games several decades now. Yeah, you I mean, even PlayStation 2 games. Yes, with that, without without hurting consumers. Yeah, they, they were mean, in been, that range. I've been paying 50, I've, I've been, I think PlayStation 2 is 50 Yep, GameCube and PlayStation. Did yep. they jump to 60 during the PS3 generation? Yes, I believe that's from my recollection. But I, I do think there were and even they, games in the 60s uh, dollar range on release for PS1, PS2, GameCube, mm-hmm. and then 64. I mean, I've, I've always been buying 50 to $60 games. That's been conditioned. In my brain. So there is a fair argument, though, for like, well, if it's always been that price, I, uh, inflation is going up every year. So, like, the, the value of $60 is not the same as what it was in 1999, maybe if you were buying a N64 new game versus what it is today. So th- there's something in there, but I would I would love to see, what about administrative salaries? How are, how are those increasing? I think that's a problem across all industries, not exclusive to gaming. Education is a great one to show as well that administrators keep getting paid more and more money. Managers keep getting more and more money. Um, maybe CEOs shouldn't be getting uh, $15 million bonuses, I believe was Activision CEO this year. He does a lot of work, but that $15 million could have probably helped those 800 people they left laid off. Uh, but that's, that's very complicated. That's very complicated and very easy for me to say, don't take a bonus. But in the same vein, Nintendo CEO has done that. He has refused his bonuses and he has taken a two hundred or four hundred thousand dollar salary to make sure the games that Nintendo makes can get produced at a quality that is acceptable to Nintendo. But that is also how uh, almost culturally the company Nintendo views their work effort and their workforce versus what we do in America. And we have a very different view on the workforce and managerial philosophies. So. Uh, it's a mixed bag, and yeah, I know. I know. I was gonna bring it up. I bring it up too often now because I played God of War uh, recently. But God of War game of the year had no microtransactions. Was sixty dollars. Five years of development. It was. It's touted as one of the generational games for the PlayStation Four. It's. It has so many accolades to it. You can easily point to that as an argument against raising the prices of games. That there isn't a need for that if a studio like Santa Monica can produce a game of that quality for that price where's the argument that games have to go up to a hundred dollars two hundred dollars to support uh the growth maybe it maybe it really does deal with it because i don't know is is santa monica are they owned by a publisher or are they self-publishing their games the developer and the publisher so they're not publicly owned potentially that's why they don't need to show growth rate to stock investors every year like an ea and activision and so a 60 dollar price tag would go up because they need to show growth in a publicly traded company. Thus, you take the microtransactions away, we better raise the prices of the game. Maybe that's an argument. I don't know. I, I, I still think everybody's in lockstep. You, if, you, if your games are expensive, more expensive than everybody else's, that hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now should, we, now should we do actual topic time in the right yeah, chat? absolutely. Please, let's see what we have to say, and then I'll get to donations at the end of the show. So you still have time to get your uh, donations in if you want to support uh, the show. Retro Sheep 08 asked me, uh, wie läuft das in Deutschland? She asked, how how runs it in Germany? Nice. Um, nice attempt at uh, at that. I, I, I don't think that was correct. Uh, I don't think you can use läuft in that context, but um, Germany is going well. And in terms of 
six miles today. So that went well too. So it is running in Germany. Nice. Uh, well, well, tell them about the classes you, you had to take before you even got to, to school. Just to show them uh, how just, intensive it I is. I've uh, just been doing intensive German, which has been about five to six hours of German every day uh, for the past week. So that has been fun, about an hour and a half on, and then brief breaks in between, and then another hour and a half and so forth. Uh, that has been my life, and it's been very fun. Okay. That's great. <laughs> um, publisher is Sony. So for mm -hmm. Santa Monica, that makes sense. Uh, so then um, Mr. Fuzzy Pants asked, do you think Classified will be included in the Super Easter Egg? Uh, I don't think so. I think just because oh, getting no. to 150 would be too demanding. Potentially. And you're going to see a lot of exploits and glitches uh, looked for <laughs> right around that time if it is the case. I would be very frustrated with Treyarch if they included that part of the Super Easter Egg. Uh, Kingdom Hops, he was ahead of the game, if that is true. He told me months and months ago, just to make sure he was safe, he didn't have to deal with that. It might also hurt you, though, for a Dark Ops challenge. There's something factions-related for a Dark Ops challenge, and I don't know if factions will somehow... Oh, my God, we didn't even talk about factions. Like the uh, dis the things that were leaked in the code. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was the next topic question. Oh, perfect. Uh, he said uh, oh, perfect. factions images have been there since launch. Yes. Um, well, in the code dump, the... That was from one unknown player, by the it, way. Thank you, unknown. Um, and they also made that clear in chat to me early on. Factions, that there's going to be outfits. There's going to be helmets. There's going to be war paints, supposedly in the code. Of course, they can always change this stuff. But this is what was found in the recent decompiling and recompiling of the code. So somebody could read it and try and understand what was going on in the strings. I didn't get through the whole video because my dog started freaking out. But from what I was trying to understand through what this uh, individual... I don't have his name up right now, so I apologize. I'll try and get it later. Uh, did, when he decompiled this, is uh, try and give us a preview and an idea of what faction is. It does seem like a cosmetic system is coming to zombies. I'm curious if it's going to deal with playtime, if it's going to deal with tier skips, or there's going to be a tier system finally added to zombies. We have our four faction symbols that you see in the uh, thumbnail of this video and that we've seen since it got leaked a long time ago. Maybe they'll redo it for launch. But it does seem like Factions is on the horizon. We've only been saying that for seven and eight months now. I don't think it's going to be the saving grace. I've been saying that forever. I don't think it's really going to be much of anything, especially into a game that needs life injected into it. I really, really hope uh, it gives at least something positive. I hope Black Ops 4 can take something really positive from Factions and then go into BO5. It almost seems like they have to just cut their losses with Zombies at this point with the 2020 COD title uh, bearing down on them and it seems like bo4 that was promised all this awesome stuff has just gotten pushed to the next game or thrown out the window because they can't do anything it was supposed to have eight seasons according to the code i'm not sure how they're going to fit in eight seasons that's like the same problem anthem was supposed to have an event in may it's supposed to be this big big deal cataclysm uh it's it's may 26th and it's still not out so that that type of stuff is like it's may 26th and faction still isn't out the next Call of Duty game comes out soon. Are they really going to be updating factions all the way through the life cycle of Modern Warfare 2019 into Call of Duty Black Ops 5 or whatever the next title is? Please, God, don't be Call of Duty. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see about eight seasons. That seems ambitious at this point. Uh, yep. Update from RetroShoot, by the way. Yep. He said, um, he said, Loif translates to goes in this case. Uh, so how goes it? How's it going in Germany? There you go. He cross-checked it with his girlfriend, who's a native speaker, and he also speaks it. So uh, I was wrong, but get, also I'm also very wrong. Dumb, in German, and I took it as the literal run, like 
like that word that verb means running. Uh, he also asked if I've uh, read through the Patreon questionnaire so far and how many responses. Thank you for reminding me to bring that up. Yeah, perfect. Uh, I have been reading through them. Um, Reed hasn't seen the responses. Not yet. Yeah, but get that to him at some point. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think we got about a quarter of the patrons. So if you are a patron and you would like to answer this thing, it is in the announcements tab of the Zombros Discord. And we'd really appreciate it if you did. It's going to help improve the um, the Patreon. Mm -hmm. There were some interesting responses in there, so it was a good read. So thank you. Wonderful. That, by the way, um, moving on into um, Team Dustball. <laughs> Team Dustball. Team Dustball Team is Dustball. coming back hard. I'm excited when for Team Dustball. That will <laughs> Team Dustball will be exactly what Saints Black Ops for. <laughs> Uh, so it was uh, Mr. Fuzzy Pants asked how I'm liking it in my new mm -hmm. area. Um, I'm in a great part of Berlin. I'm pretty much like, like so. There's a there's like a area neighborhood. I don't know what they call the regions in the city of Berlin called mm -hmm. the Mitte, which is like the middle of the city. Yes. Um, I'm in like the middle of Mitte, which is perfect. Um, oh, dude! Really close to places I need to go to. Really close to a lot of like famous like stuff um which has its perks and its bad things but it also means that it's really centrally located it's also great for running because i can get to a lot of parts of the city really easily awesome um so so i'm actually in a great location um so that is awesome i don't want to get too specific because i don't want people stalking me yeah yeah i wouldn't do that but I, cities are great for young folks <laughs> and young people and being able mm -hmm. to basically do whatever you want whenever you want is you couldn't ask for a better place from the sounds of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Vegan Lizard King asked, do you think oh, factions man. will be similar to how fairs multiplayer factions were with each one having certain weapons, etc., that you can only unlock through that faction? Uh, I don't know about exclusive stuff through factions. I think maybe it's going to be cosmetic stuff, not so much weapons. I think you'll just be able to get extra little things like cosmetics on your characters through whatever challenges. Oh, that's what it was supposed to be. There's supposed to be a challenge every three to four days, I believe, was in the code. So you, it just seems like daily callings, but juiced up a little bit, which is yeah, depressing. You would, get the, you would get the outfits and rewards associated with your faction. Yeah, so it'll get you to log in to play your daily callings, but... Hmm. Yeah. They should have set it up in a way, too, that like you can earn stuff for your faction if like if enough people can go for the reward. You know? Yeah, like a season. You know, they do that in a season, just like uh, or even previously. Remember, get a thousand, a hundred thousand, a million, hundred million headshots, or get whatever, and you get stuff yeah, unlocked. Like put, put, put like, put like, four, get they put all four factions against each other, whichever one can get more headshots by the end of the season. Yeah, get something gets like gets like a hundred or gets two thousand nebulium. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is part of the frustration I have for Bo Four is Bo Three showed us that type <laughs> of like community event stuff where you have this big thing you got to fill up everybody's got to get headshots and we get free stuff we have those hats that were stat boosters and zombies we've had cross map easter eggs like the uh nav cards inside what inside bo2 uh, zombies I, I for me as a fan i was hoping for the game to grow from that could like expand off these things that were awesome and really surprised us and really got players excited about the game I was hoping to see these things expanded upon. I was hoping to see these things, these systems taken to places that me, the sad consumer, can't even think of. That the intelligent developers that have all these wondrous ideas to make this game can try and bring some of those to life. 
And it's so frustrating just to look in the rear view mirror, not even three years ago, and say, how did they get that stuff so right? And how come it's not here? Why, why don't we have newer systems? Even the same system would make more sense than no system at all. So I, I think it's just a minor, another minor frustration I have with Black Ops 4. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Greer says, to build on what you were saying about Nintendo, the president is taking 30% wage cut when the Wii U underperformed. There it is. Which is a good point. That was when Nintendo was really struggling. Yeah. They were not even going to do consoles anymore, and the Switch saved their lives. It was awesome turnaround. Mm. They were done with consoles. This was going to be their last console. I remember all those rumors going around. And that's that's leadership to me. I don't I don't know how you could set a better example. I'm probably taking a bigger pay cut, but at, like, at what point? Just hearing he took a, a, a one-third pay cut in his salary. That's that's a shell shock to anybody if you just lost one third of what you already budget, but then he probably makes enough money where you know you can make your arguments every day. Let's just talk percentages. That's le- that's a good leader to see, oh, he cares. I think everyone underneath them probably got a morale boost to be like, oh, we're getting more funding into our departments now because our leader is willing to put more money into our games. That stuff's I don't know. I, I respect that. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and last topic comes from uh, mm-hmm. Dabo forty four. He says, "Do you think it's smart? Do you think it's a smart business for Activision to put a whole lot more content into mobile and not into a one hundred million dollar game?" At this point, yeah. I mean, I think Call of Duty Mobile is probably already doing way better than uh, their expectations. Did it release yet? Because I remember I Dalek did, Dalek was talking about it and how great it was. I don't know. I don't. Is it private? I don't know because I have no idea. I wasn't sure if it was out, so I did. I did a quick. I think it was conceptually. He was just talking about. It's like to me, he was talking about the concept of Call of Duty Mobile. It's just like if they released that for consoles, like it was a no-brainer, and he was really excited about that game. So, um, I haven't seen much more of Call of Duty Mobile at this point. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's on the rise, and I guarantee it's gonna do fine. As a mobile game, it's amazing what phones can do on the mobile market. It's sad to see. The state of the uh, design for microtransactions inside there, but they succeed, man. They they know how to get things done. Oh, and the Pokemon game, I wasn't talking about Pokemon Go earlier. It's their new one, like Equinox, or like it's whatever the next Sun and Moon is, but it's not Sun and Moon. It's whatever. The, uh, the Switch one. Yeah, whatever those are. But not, not Let's Go. Yeah, whatever those are, th- that's what they were made a point to say we're not uh, putting microtransactions or monetizing it like we are the the mobile Mario Kart game. So that's an interesting dichotomy Nintendo has. All right. So is that mm-hmm. all the uh, the ones yep, you have? Yes, the patron topics. All right. Uh, the Warrior, thank you so much for your donation. No, no question, just supporting the show. I really appreciate that. Zero Sum donates, and he says, I would imagine the difficulty is not knowing if you dashboard it or disconnect it. All the server knows is if you disconnect it, then you would have some people lose paid for elixirs when the server crashed hey there you go that makes sense do i i don't think it works for us though right we can't dashboard elixirs though they fixed it for this game for elixirs and talismans you can't unplug to save your stuff right uh chat correct me on that but that is that is a good point that that's a tough distinction to make are they dashboarding or disconnecting you have to disconnect every time you probably keep your stuff if you disconnect but if they probably learned how to tell the difference by this version well, that's an uh, interesting point from Zero Sum. Thank you so much for the donation. Dabo44, do you think Activision is saying all the stuff they're doing with Cut 2019 and then do a 180 and put all the stuff we put and put all the stuff we hate? That's kind of how I felt for BO4 anyway. 
what, uh, I don't know what you meant by that, Dabo, by doing a 180, doing with COD 2019. You mean like taking every... Well, I, I even haven't... We haven't heard any promotion for it yet for them to do a 180. No, nothing. Yeah. Like they're not promised... Like I think he's saying maybe... And I'm completely guessing here. Uh, like we are expecting a campaign and no zombies, but also when we get no campaign, a battle royale and zombies in the next uh, Modern Warfare reboot, I think that would be very shocking i don't think that'd be a good move for them to do but i also don't don't really see it coming at this point Mm -hmm. yes black diamond 115 i have seen that i think that has been around for a while thank you for your donation did you see a video going around on twitter of reznov dancing to ra ra rasputin (laughs) yeah yeah this is this is the franchise i i fell in love with because of its uh reenactments of war that's what we're up to now uh black ops past people get two times tiers until may 28th another donation coming into alien ufo that's i i agree with a lot of criticisms of that choice that two times the tier progression should be on permanently for black ops past users i absolutely agree with that i don't see why you wouldn't do that it's only a blackout when you're playing blackout you have the blackout pass let them have double tier progression that gives a lot more value to it but then maybe they artificially slow down uh, the earning of tears. Like, it's just, I, I feel there's so much put into Call of Duty to slow down you getting things you want. And then it's not just Call of Duty. There's a lot of other games that do that. And I don't see the the point in that from a consumer perspective. Business, yes. Uh, but how long are consumers going to be okay with you constantly not giving them the game they paid for fully and not getting to use everything they want? Not even giving them opportunities to buy the thing they want after already buying it. It's a slippery slope, and I'm I'm curious to see how far that goes in the development process uh, in years to come. The video game industry is going to be crazy, especially if that bill goes through, to see how it changes in the next five years, five, ten years. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I think I got that, got that, got that. Uh, Mr. Drown, hang in there, John. Have a good day, gentlemen. Uh, that was probably when your connections and getting through those long days joshua my man good to see you guys streaming again good to see you too josh i gotta go to the store and check to see about those die rise dragons that have been sent uh die rise remastered might not happen now john or call of the dead remastered with this new timeline it seems like it's pretty pretty rough to say where, where the resources are going to go for the rest of call of duty black ops 4's life cycle on the much store screen for call of duty black ops 4 there's actually six spaces for dlcs though there was uh, so two more would be the Ethers uh, DLCs, and people were speculating Zombie Chronicles should have fit into the last DLC space uh, that is being shown. There's like three black boxes underneath the three boxes for Dead of the Night, Ancient Evil, and Classified. So that will be something I'll be curious to see at the end of the season that follows through. And I believe that is all of our donations for this week. Uh, also sponsored by Ironside Computers. You can watch Zombros on a brand new Ironside computer. You could get 5% off if you use coupon code RAD. One of our viewers last week uh, let us know that they did. And they used it to get some wonderful dollars off their investment in a gaming computer. So if you want a game, check out Ironside.com. They have a giveaway going on right now, too, that you all should uh, check out. If you get the chance to go over to their Twitter, I'm pretty sure it ends the 28th. So you can get a very specialized computer. They're doing these, I think, quarterly these very specialized giveaways that are like themed computers. So I think this one is very um, samurai themed, I think was what they were going for. I I don't want to 
<laughs> overstep my cultural ignorance. So well, you should definitely go check it out at Ironsides. Uh, I think it's ironsidespcs.com. There's a link in the description. You actually oh. also, fun fact, can only watch the show on an Ironside PC. Oh, oh, John's telling you now. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work on any other device. No, no, that's the truth of the matter. You just don't know it yet. <laughs> in the future, you're going to buy one. That's the only reason why you're able to watch it currently. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think. Uh, Reed, I thought that was going to happen. Jesse, again, that's expectations. I think he's talking about Zombie Chronicles too. That's an expectation. They've never promised a Simon Chronicle 2, ever. There's been no marketing promotion. There's only been hints of that. It seemed inevitable. But uh, there's supposed to be a Season 2 hinted at as well. But they never said anything. And they're probably very happy they didn't because they got dumped on with the Call of Duty 22. Mm-hmm. But there we are. I think that's all we got for this week. John, do you have anything else to add before we wrap up? Any more announcements? I will catch up on the Spotify and iTunes audio for uh, Zombros. I, got, I fell behind on that but I will catch that up. I don't think I have anything. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Yeah, thank you. And we'll be back, I believe, next Sunday to be a Meester Standard Time. We're going to work on scheduling Tim at a reasonable time once we get our schedules settled. Even today was, it's all over the place. So thank you so much for all your support on the show. Thank you for supporting our Patreon and answering that survey. I hope you all have absolutely wonderful weeks, and I will see you until next time. Bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.